Welcome to the Dash Mindset Podcast. I'm Sherry Ziedenbergen. You were born, you're gonna die, and your adventure is your dash in between. So make the most of it. Unlock your potential in all aspects of your dash by embracing your uniqueness and living in a way that's authentic to you. Not by doing more things, but by focusing on the right things. I'm a former corporate leader turned coach who's on my own journey, and I'm passionate about helping you on your journey too. So on the podcast, we'll explore how to live authentically by deciphering who you truly are and what you truly want. Are you ready to take a step toward designing your dash? Someday doesn't actually exist. So let's do it now. Hello, welcome to the Dash Mindset Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Today is episode 10, which may not seem like a big deal, but it's double digits. And our youngest just turned 10, which was a big deal given it's double digits. So I'm going to consider this one too, although I'm still waiting on cake for this one. Anyway, I'm excited about this episode because I'm sharing an exciting topic, negative thoughts, which I know doesn't sound particularly exciting, but it's something that applies to every one of us. Every person on the planet has negative thoughts. So I'm not just going to talk about them. I'm actually going to share a tool that you can use to change them. And we're going to end on a positive note, and you'll actually have something tactical to take away and use. So one of the reasons I'm particularly excited to talk about negative thoughts today is due to the way my day started. And if you have boys in your household, you might be familiar with this. I started my day sitting on a pee-covered toilet seat. And just to be clear, it was not mine. It's not my pee. This happens far more than desired. And I guess just once would be more than desired. But given I have boys, it happens far more than once. And I don't really understand it, that it continues happening. Although I've asked them to share the series of events that lead to a pee-covered toilet. I've asked them to share that series of events multiple times. And no matter how many times they walk me through it, I, I still, I don't get it. And I also started the day with a terrible headache. Now, I am not sharing this for you to feel bad for me or, you know, for you to have empathy or sympathy or any of those things for me. I'm sharing these things because everyone has some cruddy days. Everyone has some cruddy stuff, right? And it's something that you might be able to relate to. Everyone has it. So I want to start with that foundation because sometimes we feel like it's just us and nobody else has stuff, right? But we all have it. So Today, I'm particularly excited because I need to remind myself how to work through some of this negative stuff. And no matter how many times I talk about any of this stuff, I'm always reminding myself about all of it too. And I'm walking through it with you. So back to negative thoughts or specific negative thoughts. Anyway, how often do you find yourself having negative thoughts? Just think about that for a second. It's not something we necessarily consider, right? We know we have them likely a lot of them, especially if you start your day in a cruddy way, right? But our brains are just going, 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 going all the time. We have a lot of thoughts and we don't always take time to actually think about what we're thinking about, right? So let's start by just discussing the number of thoughts we have. I was looking online and found a significant range of of numbers. Some sources noted that humans have 6,000 thoughts per day, And it went up to 70,000 thoughts per day. And I know I've seen 80 or 90,000 thoughts per day too. So let's just agree. We have a lot of thoughts, 6,000 to 90,000, okay? We have a lot of thoughts. So just to make sure that we are focused on kind of a general ballpark, 
I'm going to share some stats that Fred Luskin of Stanford University shared. So based on Fred Luskin's studies, humans have approximately 60,000 thoughts per day. And he says that 90% of those are repetitive. And he's the director of the Stanford University Forgiveness Project, which I feel like is noteworthy because how cool that Stanford University has a forgiveness project. But he's also a best-selling author, and his research has been focused on forgiveness and how it affects our psychological and physical health, which I think is so cool. I also want to note that I have not yet put any of his books in my Amazon cart. And I just feel like it's noteworthy that I have fought that compulsion to, to put those in there. So know that. But truly, a forgiveness project. That is fantastic. Okay, so back to negative thoughts. Fred says that humans have approximately 60,000 thoughts per day and 90% of these are repetitive. Based on another study I've seen, 95% of our thoughts are the same as the thoughts we had yesterday. So we'll agree on 90 to 95%, okay? A source says that 95% of them are the same as we had yesterday. And about 75% of our thoughts are negative. So that's a lot of negative thoughts swirling around in our brains all the time, on repeat. So why is that? Do we just enjoy negative thoughts? For most of this, the answer is no. For most of us, right? Depends on the day. But it's due to the way our brains work. As humans, we have a predisposition to focusing on the negative. You may have heard of the term negativity bias. And I'm going to share how psychology today defines negativity bias because I think it's just such a a brilliant definition. It's the brain's built-in alarm system to perceive negativity even when a situation is positive or neutral. Fascinating, isn't it? So basically, our brains are trying to protect us by being hyper-aware of the negative. It all comes down to self-protection. And I want to share this quote that Rick Hansen, a psychologist and a New York Times bestselling author, shares. The brain is like Velcro for negative experiences, but Teflon for positive ones. Isn't that great? I mean, it's not great that it happens necessarily, but I love the quote. The brain is like Velcro for negative experiences, but Teflon for positive ones. And he's also a senior fellow at UC Berkeley's Greater Good Science Center, which is also very cool that that exists. So my point is, if you ever find yourself beating yourself up about beating yourself up, know you're not alone. We all do it. I know I have beat myself up about beating myself up, but it's because we're humans and it's human nature to focus on the negative. Of course, if our brain is going to treat negative experiences like Velcro and be Teflon for positive ones, it's just how we work but it doesn't mean we have to stay there. And I also want to point out, it's not just a matter of adjusting your attitude. How many times have you heard that? You just need to adjust your attitude. Or maybe you've said that to someone else, right? You just need to adjust your attitude. Okay, super helpful. I've had a cruddy day. It started poorly. Everything spiraled down from there and I'm just supposed to adjust my attitude. So what am I supposed to do? Just tell myself to be happy and I'm done? How do I actually do that. That is something that was really hazy to me up until a few years ago. And even then, even though I don't know that I could actually explain how to do that, I would say things like, well, you can't control everything, but you can control your attitude. Also something we hear a lot. Okay, I can? How? How exactly do I do that, right? It's not just a matter of telling ourselves, okay, change your attitude, and it happens. So today I'm going to share some help and 
share a tool that, that helps you understand how you can do it. It's not just a matter of flipping a switch and having a positive attitude. It's, it's simple, but it takes a minute. And it's not just a matter of us saying, okay, no more negative thoughts. Those need to be gone. We're always going to have negative thoughts. It goes back to our brain trying to protect us. But it is possible to reprogram our brains to shift to more positive thoughts by developing different habits. In fact, it takes three positive thoughts to counteract one negative thought. So given our brain treats negative thoughts like Velcro and treats positive thoughts like Teflon, it's going to just take more positive thoughts, right? So it takes three positive thoughts to counteract one negative thought. So it takes a minute. It's just, it's not a matter of just flipping a switch and telling ourselves, hey, we got to change our attitude. And where it starts is being aware that we're even having the negative thoughts to begin with. So let me ask you this. Who do you know who's just negative all the time and is completely unaware of their negativity? Certainly, you know someone or you have known someone in your life who's that person, right? Negative all the time, completely unaware. And let's say you're, you're with this person for five minutes. Beforehand, you might be in a pretty good mood. You might be inspired. You might be, you know, making decisions and, you know, going about life. And you're with this person for about five minutes and suddenly you lost all motivation. Any enthusiasm you've had is completely drained. And you're not sure if you want to down a 12-pack or eat a family-sized pack of peanut butter M&Ms or possibly both. Or maybe it's not a particular person. Maybe it's, you know, an event. And maybe you expected a particular meeting to go well and it didn't. And all your negative thoughts are swirling, the same ones over and over again. And nothing leads you to believe you can make them stop, which may also lead you down the route of a 12-pack or family-sized pack of peanut butter M&Ms. By the way, a family-sized pack of peanut butter M&Ms, I don't know what kind of a family (laughs) that's supposed to feed, but that is the route I generally want to take. And I don't even like beer. So, but... You know, maybe for you, it's both. Maybe you have something else. But if any of this sounds familiar and you have felt less inspired, you have been unmotivated after an event and you just have all of this negative swirl, if any of this sounds familiar, which, you know, is definitely familiar to me, I want you to know it's possible to change your negative thoughts. And here's why. Your new thoughts will lead to different feelings. So you're not just changing your thoughts. You're going to change your feelings about that as well. So here's the tool. Keeping in mind, it's not a one and done deal because nothing related to your brain or anything growth oriented is a one and done thing ever. Okay. It's a simple cop concept and it's one of my favorite. And generally the simple concepts are my favorite. Just like anything else, the simple stuff seems like you know, why have I not ever known this? Why is this something I haven't been applying my whole life? And just like anything else, once we're aware of something and we learn it and apply it, it becomes simple. So I use several different strategies to shift from negative thoughts to positive thoughts on any given day. And I'll share more of those in another episode. But today I'm going to share the one specific strategy. And it's a tool developed by Brooke Castillo. It's called the self-coaching model. I actually generally refer to it as the CTFAR model because it's an acronym and consists of five main components. But it's actually referred to the self-coaching model. Now, it'll initially sound far more complicated than it is. So before I explain each component, let's just start with the fact that our feelings are based on our thoughts. Okay, feelings are based on our thoughts. Our thoughts drive our feelings, 
and our feelings drive our actions and results. So to change anything in our lives, our thoughts need to change. Because as I mentioned earlier, 95% of our thoughts are the same as yesterday, right? So if we want anything in our life to change, we have to have different thoughts than, than we did yesterday. And it starts with being aware of our thoughts and working to change them. For some, this is relatively natural. And you may even find yourself irritated by people who can seemingly flip a switch and find the positive in any situation. It's definitely a strength for some people, but some of us have to be more intentional about it. And all of us, depending upon the day, need to be intentional about it at least once in a while, right? So one way to be intentional is to understand and use the self-coaching model, or as I refer to it, the CTFAR model. And like anything else, it's not just a matter of learning about it, it's a matter of applying it. I'm sure you've heard knowledge is power, but really it's applied knowledge that is power. So, and considering that, the fact that applied knowledge is power, something to keep in mind. How many times have you maybe read a book or you've attended an event, maybe a conference or something or a training, and you thought, oh, wow, this is going to have such an impact on my life. This is just going to alter it, right? This is this is earth altering. And then months later, maybe you're moving to a new office or to a new home or whatever. You find it and you see some dust on it and you think, oh, right. I never actually looked at these notes again, right? So keep in mind, this tool that I'm going to to share and walk you through is something that you actually have to use. And I have to remind myself of it. I talk to people about it all the time, but I'm constantly reminding myself. So I know I've gone to those events. I know I've read those books. And sometimes I find them a little dusty later on. So Today's going to be different though, folks, okay? The tool I learn and use, like I said, is called the self-coaching or CTFAR model. CTFAR is an acronym. The C is for circumstance. So I would love for you to write the letter C on a piece of paper if you're not driving or operating heavy equipment, okay? So write C equals circumstance. All circumstances are neutral. They're neither good nor bad. They just are. They're neutral, now, your initial reaction to that might be, uh, no, my circumstances are definitely not neutral, but that's actually not the case. Your thoughts about any particular circumstance is what makes it either good or bad. The circumstance itself is an objective fact or an objective event that's external to you. So for example, let's go back to the meeting I mentioned earlier. A circumstance might be that you had a meeting you think didn't go well. Okay, the circumstance itself is that you had a meeting. That's it. Your thought about it is that it didn't go well. So that leads us to the T in CTFAR. The C is you had a meeting. The T is it didn't go well. So I would love for you to write a T just below the C on your paper. C equals circumstance. T equals thought. The C is you had a meeting. The T is it didn't go well. Or maybe the T, maybe your thought is it was terrible or this project will never get done, or my team thinks I'm stupid, or perhaps all these. The T is your thought, and your thought is your judgment of the circumstance. It's your interpretation of the meeting. It's your belief. Your thoughts are how you perceive and make sense of the world, and your thoughts are what leads to your feelings. So if your thought is it didn't go well, or it was terrible, or this project will never get done, or my team thinks I'm stupid, then you're likely to feel a lot of different feelings maybe frustrated, discouraged, angry, embarrassed. But the event itself, the circumstance, which is your meeting, did not generate those feelings. Your thoughts about the meeting 
generated those feelings. Okay, so you have your C, you have your T, and you have your F, which is feeling. So your thoughts about the meeting generated those feelings. And that leads us to A, actions. Your thoughts lead you to take certain actions or potentially inaction. What you do or don't do is influenced by how you feel. And your actions lead to the R, which is your results, your specific outcomes. Our brains operate so quickly. They might jump from that meeting sucked to I'm going to get fired, right? But if we rein it all in and really get intentional about how our feelings, actions, and results are created, we can change them. So let's walk through the entire example again, holding this time. C, you had a meeting. T, you thought it was terrible and the project will never get done. F, your feeling is you're embarrassed. Your action might be, um, and so if you're writing all this down, you'll have an A below the F on your paper. Your action might be, leave it up to the other people on the project to raise questions going forward. Okay, that's an example of an action that you might take. Or maybe you say you went off the project. And either of those actions is going to lead to less than desirable results, which then reinforce your negative beliefs and result in continued terrible meetings. You see where I'm going with this? It's, a, it's not a matter of simply telling yourself all meetings are awesome instead, right? You might be thinking, okay, what? So I'm just supposed to say, oh, that meeting, you know, I rocked it. <laughs> no, you need to pay attention to what your brain is telling you because it's a signal. But when we pay attention to that signal and pay attention to those thoughts, it doesn't necessarily mean they're true. They're just signals we want to consider. All of our thoughts are just signals that we want to consider, but they're not necessarily true. Sometimes we, we just take them as true, but they're not. It's up to you to decide what you truly want to believe, to decide which thoughts are actually serving you the best. So rather than, oh, I you know rocked that meeting, which <laughs> might just be, you know, um, toxic positivity over the over the top. Perhaps instead your thought is something more realistic, right? That meeting didn't go as well as I hoped, but I'll have more questions at the next one. Maybe something along those lines, or that meeting wasn't my best, but now I know who I need to invite next time, right? So it's an example of something like that, which is going to seem more realistic. It's not going to be too over the top positive, but it's something you can actually do something with that's going to better serve you. And having a thought like that is going to lead to more positive feelings. Those positive feelings are going to lead to different actions and results. So hopefully that all comes together for you and you have the CTFAR written down. So there you have it. A tool that helps you to shift to more positive thoughts. It's simple to understand and it's powerful. It just takes self-awareness and intentional steps to actually apply it. So don't get too caught up in the acronym itself. Don't worry too much about getting it right. There's no right way. The primary thing to remember is that you can change your thoughts, okay? And your thoughts are what drive your feelings, actions, and results. And actually, knowing this, you can back into your thoughts you have and you want to change. So let's look at this another way. This is something I often do. So sometimes it's easier for us to recognize our emotions or what we're feeling, but we don't necessarily recognize the thought that causes the feeling. So for me, an example of this is overwhelm. I've had several points throughout my life where I just feel overwhelmed, regardless of, you know, maybe it's at home, work, whatever. 
sometimes I recognize it because it's a tight feeling in my chest. Sometimes I recognize it because I find myself with 37 tabs open on my laptop, uh, five half-written emails. Have you ever had that where at the end of the day you realize, oh, I never actually sent that message. Um, 12 post-it notes with scribbles I may or may not understand. And I realize I've asked myself, wait, what am I doing? At least a couple of times. <laughs> Anyone ever had that experience? In those instances, I get intentional. Not every time, but like any bad habit, like any habit, it takes a bit to develop. And bad habits and good habits for that matter, it takes a bit to develop those habits. But when I am intentional and I recognize how I'm feeling, I can back into my thoughts by asking myself, what are my thoughts right now? So I might recognize the feeling of overwhelm with all the tabs open on my computer, but I can back into it and think, okay, what what exactly am I thinking right now? What's my specific thought? And for me, my specific thoughts are usually related to time and not having enough of it, which leads to more frustration and discouragement, more open tabs, more half-written emails, and less accomplished. So The CTFAR model or self-coaching model is a way to work through the acronym and in whatever way makes sense to you at a moment. So it's a tool you can use in a number of ways. The key is to actually use it and to remind yourself that using it is about building a habit of using it. It's not just automatically going to occur to you all the time. So it is possible for you to change your attitude if that's something you want to do. And having a better attitude is going to serve you the way you want. And now you have a strategy and you actually know how to change your attitude. So CTFAR, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. And if this is something you'd actually like to work with me on, I work with people on this all the time. Just let me know. Reach out to me on my website, the-mindset.com, and we can book 30 minutes to chat. No commitment, no selling, just seeing if you even like me, okay? So I do these coffee chats and it doesn't have to be coffee. It can be any any beverage virtually. And I do these conversations a lot just to see, hey, could we, could I potentially help you? You know, what would this look like? Just have a conversation. Then if you decide to, we can schedule a proper consult and that will allow you to get some clarity about where you are, what you want, where you want to be. I'll recommend some next steps. Might include working with me, it might not. And you'll decide what your next step will be. So I hope that provided some assistance for you today. I hope your day didn't start out like mine. And I hope you have an amazing couple weeks. I'll see you again soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Dash Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Tell your friends and leave us a review. Follow me on my social media platforms highlighted in the show notes and get in touch with me at the-mindset.com. Share the topics you'd like me to explore in future episodes. Thanks again for listening to the Dash Mindset Podcast. We'll see you next time. Design and differentiate your Dash, your way, and make today amazing.